0: Hello, you're listening to Sunday Evening Talk Radio on BBC 42. Tonight, in a recurring series of things that will make you throw up in your mouth a little bit, we have an evening with Ray Comfort.
1: Life, the Universe, and Everything Else is a program promoting secular humanism and scientific skepticism that is produced by the Winnipeg Skeptics and the Humanists, Atheists, and Agnostics of Manitoba. You can email your questions, comments, or criticisms to us at podcast at winnipegskeptics.com. Show notes, references, and relevant links for all episodes can be found at luee-podcast.wordpress.com or at winnipegskeptics.com slash blog.
0: Without further ado, let's turn it over to our friends from across the pond. Robert Schindler. Howdy. Rochelle McCullough. Yeehaw. And Gregory Christensen. Hey, how's it going? Well, <laughs> here going we are. It's going pretty good, actually. Uh, There's a, a weird intro. <laughs> was, like, somehow. Wow. The British guy thinks this is a record, a pre-recorded program. Yeah, but, but he was it's the Yeah, give us a live intro. That's
2: well. I mean, we we are uh, you know a global organization right now, and uh, yeah. we're getting a lot of attention from across the pond. Yeah, exactly. Uh, as as it was referred to, um, but uh, you BBC know, BBC so, Forty Two. That's
0: pretty. Yeah, that's high up there. That is, high up there. that is pretty
2: high up there. That is <laughs> pretty high up there, and. Uh, we we thank them f- very much for their interest in the show, and we hope that we're entertaining our British audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Um, if there is actually a BBC Forty Two, I sincerely apologize, and please don't sue us. You can look it up right now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll Google that. Douglas while Adams,
1: later. also please don't sue us because I think that's way more likely. <laughs> <laughs> or rather, Douglas Adams estate. Yeah,
2: we're we're about to get sued by somebody eventually. <laughs> yeah. Anyways.
1: Anyways, so speaking of things which deserve lawsuits, Ray Comfort!
0: Yay! So we're doing a kind of like a, if anyone remembers our Thrive episode, where we kind of watched a movie uh, that was very dubious in its... um, Claims? Claims, scientific rigor, and so on and so on. Uh, We decided to do that today and sit down and ponder uh, a little bit of youtube you know some channels we checked out a couple films some of which right. i'm sure you know we can do later because it's these episodes are sort of fun but today we we kind of stumbled across ray comfort uh always on the back of our minds because it yeah. was uh, Extremely rigorous arguments and well-thought-out... Rebuttals. uh, Rebuttals and... Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, and demonstrations.
1: Bananas. Checkmate, atheists.
2: Checkmate. Checkmate. (laughs)
0: Anyways, we've got another wonderful checkmate. Evolution versus God is first up. Ray's films are thankfully short, but still, the bull****** (laughs) index is pretty suffocating at times. So I guess... I don't know, I guess let's get started in it. First up, Evolution god this is i think his most recent effort
1: yeah it was just released this summer actually
0: yeah wonderful yeah um so we're right on top of this stuff it starts off with i guess a richard dawkins quote uh faith is the great cop-out the excuse or the great excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence yeah any thoughts on that for i mean is, is richard dawkins being a militant atheist and a strident of course personality and oh. a, a big jerk here? or uh,
1: I think what he's trying to say, and it's difficult to say without knowing the context in which this is quoted from, because Ray Comfort loves to do that, yeah. is that he's talking about how faith can be used to suppress scientific inquiry and that saying God did it and it's a mystery that we shall never know because we cannot know the ways of God is a cop-out, and an excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence. I, I suspect that's what the quote is referring to. Not just any faith of any sort.
0: Yeah, um, you know? and just for the record, you your instincts were spot on. Nice. Ray loves to cut off half quotes. The second half of the quote is, and this is exactly what I was thinking of when, when they put the quote up there. I'm like, well, kind of, but mm, meh, I don't know. Uh, the second half of the quote is as follows. Faith is belief in spite of, or even perhaps because of, the lack of evidence. Right. So, I mean, I'm not quite sure why, given the argument that he was attempting to advance, that, that second half probably would have helped him a bit.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe though, because, uh, spoiler alert, he uses this to say that, well, atheists also have faith. They have faith in science and evolution, which I'm sure is an argument that is not new to anyone. You know, it sort of muddies the water because we're saying we do have evidence. Just every person who acknowledges that science is probably correct about evolution does not personally have access to that evidence. Right. Whereas Mm. someone who has a faith based on religious stuff... They all have secondary, secondhand access. They have no direct access. Right. You know, there is no one. They can't just go up to an expert and ask them a profound question. Like, I don't know. Why are there two sets of Ten Commandments and have someone like, oh, well, okay, we've thought about this for a long time and we've figured out this is why. Yeah,
2: and and, and I, I actually, actually have, we
1: have ex- immediate
2: <laughs> knowledge personally in this topic yeah. and I have studied this for 10,000 years or whatever. And and, I was there. Yeah, I, I was there. And, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. you know, so this is just a bunch of... or uh, This movie is full of people who are caught on the spot and ask questions that they may not have answers to.
0: Yeah. So I guess the first, you know, we'll open it up. The first theme is basically just man on the street, microphone in your face on yeah. the university campus, ambushing anyone and everyone who he can find, not all of whom are... <laughs>
2: let's let's be fair here or let's oh. let's be let's be more intellectually honest he likely put the people in the film that fit his purpose uh, whereas well, well, he we're probably not
0: interviewed actually dishonest
2: right he, he probably in, giving him too much credit in interviewed <laughs> like a hundred people and put in five people that worked out the best for him which you know oh, I guess yeah. as things hit the editing floor yeah. that as, would happen as, however it's very selective editing
0: right yeah I'm surprised. I'm surprised PZ didn't hit the edit- editing room floor.
2: I think he wanted prominent atheists. Uh, PZ Myers is in this film as well. Uh, he, I think he wanted a prominent a- atheist to look, and he cut him in such a way that he looks like he's sort of changing his, his mind on whether or not you know, athe- or, uh, evolution is true or, or showing that he really doesn't have evidence Based on you know, f- or t- to support evolution, he's just going blind faith, going mm-hmm. on blind faith.
0: But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. I mean, there's there's not a tremendous amount of content to review in this uh, in this. No, movie, but we can talk but,
2: about the questions yeah. well, that that he was asking and how leading they were. I, mm-hmm. I
1: would like to just address the fact that you know this is. Him wandering around a university campus asking people questions with a video camera, uh, mm. presumably, you know, getting them to sign a consent form, et cetera, before they actually participated in the interview. But at the same time, how he's interviewing a bunch of undergraduate, presumably undergraduate students, they all look quite young, and asking them, you know, deep questions about evolutionary theory, which right. people who are not necessarily active in promoting science may not Mm -hmm. know the answers to you know like it's something that we would discuss frequently because it's something that we all care about and talk about frequently but you're probably your average science undergrad which i think he was focused on mainly was uh, undergrads in the sciences they're not so much reading up the arguments for debunking creationism they're more like studying for their exams Great. You know, I and, can
2: respect
0: that, yeah.
1: You know, so...
2: Going by what the textbook says so well, that they yeah, can pass and, their examinations.
1: Yeah, and... So,
2: not really analyzing the information per se.
1: Well, and even if they are, you're analyzing information in a completely different way than you're presenting to the public right Right. like you know i'm not going to start talking about the tca cycle to ray comfort like no one's just i'm not going to bring that up in casual conversation and be like oh well let me tell you about some organic chemistry right now like it's not it's very important in an academic sense but not in in
2: everyday conversations
1: in everyday (laughs) conversations and and even (laughs) if someone came up to me in the street and asked me about some random thing i learned in undergrad I'm not even sure I could translate it into something which actually was meaningful. You know I mean, even though the knowledge is still there, to it's just not accessible in that way. Right. It's yeah. I have it stored in my data areas as opposed to my communication areas. If that makes sense.
2: Yes, it does. So I don't mm-hmm. know
1: if, if if everyone else is the same way. I can't assume that they are, but you know, it's sort of like saying, "Okay, explain calculus." Go.
2: I'm on it. First, there's, like, a squiggly line with some numbers on it, and then it equals other numbers, and that's calculus. Yeah, like, I think all of us have taken...
1: Yeah, exactly. I think all of us here have taken calculus at least once, right? Yeah, who remembers calculus? And, like, I understand (laughs) the principles of calculus. I remember taking
2: it. Yeah. But could
1: could I define calculus for anyone? Who
2: understands the principles of calculus? Well, no, but, like,
1: I understand what it's for and why we use it, and if I absolutely had to, I probably could do a little bit of calculus. <laughs> but
2: I took the course and then just skimmed by, got like an A, and had no idea what <laughs> how to use it at the end of the day,
1: right? Well, and again, it's sort of like saying, Okay, I come up to you in the middle of the street and shove a camera in your face and say, and put a little bar across the bottom of the screen that says calculus student and ask you to define what calculus is,
2: yeah, and then you look at them like, like. Or you would look at them with a blank stare because it's yeah. such a a question, or it's a question you wouldn't wouldn't expect. So well, how how can you answer that? I had the similar experience just the other day giving blood, where they asked me to spell my name backwards. Well, they, before they were gonna stick me with the needles to sort of distract my mind, and honestly, it was such an unexpected uh, request that I couldn't do it. <laughs> what my name? How do I spell my name? And it's not um, even
1: that hard.
2: Yeah, I know. It's not even <laughs> that hard. And it just, it's just one of those things that I, you know, sometimes you caught off guard. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, and, and furthermore, you know, he does have a couple of professors, one from UCLA. I didn't catch her name at the beginning, as well as P.Z. Myers and someone else.
0: The one, there was one gentleman that seemed to be pretty well versed. But yeah, I, I missed his name as well. Yeah, and I, I really don't want to. Go back to to that video. Yeah, or go back to... We can probably
2: uh, IMDB or Google or something like that. Very true. Um, Throw it in the show notes.
1: Any case, um, we'll throw that up. But any case, um, you know, he, he interviews three of them and multitudes more of students. Right. And, you know, if you're going to get honest opinions from people, like, I'm not going to go to a Bible college and ask a bunch of first years to prove the existence of god to me.
2: You know what this this rem- no. you know, like, Yeah, that's
0: third that's a third year course for sure. Well, no, Duh. but I'm saying Come like on. if I
1: really wanted to have an honest intellectual discussion about that, I would go to a right. professor of theology and say, "Let's talk about the evidence well, for William, God or, or William why Lane you Craig
0: is all you need. Just look up yeah. one of those videos. He's, <laughs> well, you know, okay. Even a
1: like if I'm going to rake a documentary about Twing-ish.
0: it,
2: then sure. <laughs> I think
1: having William Lane Craig on it would be totally reasonable because a lot of people think he's an expert in defending God. Mm, so right. uh, it's a, not a, like going to someone at a William Lane Craig lecture, picking someone out of the audience and asking them to defend William Lane Craig's views. Mm-hmm. And and in a deep way that only William Lane Craig or other people who are super interested in theological defense would have knowledge of.
2: You, you know what this reminds me of is uh, a CBC show called Talking to Americans. And essentially, Rick Mercer, Canadian comedian, goes down to the states, goes to Harvard, he goes to Yale, um, he he goes he he travels to all these ivy league colleges and asks questions about canada to random students instructors professors who have tenure questions about canada so you know did you hear that prime minister tim horton got a double double in parliament today and uh, how would you like to congratulate uh, prime minister tim horton on his double double and he would get these americans to do that and they they're not expecting these questions when they're walking out the door in the morning you know so uh, it, it just really reminded that the way that it was presented and the way that, that you know, ray comfort bombarded these students and, and instructors with his questions it just reminded me precisely of of that uh, that sort of farce
0: and the the question itself was wrong of course, because he's a creationist, uh, Ray Comfort is obsessed with the biblical notion of kinds. And there's only, uh, I think the magic number is 16. Uh, and, you know, that's why Noah didn't have to store millions of species two by two uh, on the ark. I think he just had to store the major kinds of, evo- uh, of uh, creature. And then, of course, our good old friend microevolution. Takes over from then, uh, from there, from when they get off the ark, and that's how we get like zebras are just stripey horses, you know that kind of thing. Like they're all, they're clearly the same kind, you know.
2: Yeah, they're they're, they're a horse. Yeah, with stripes. Right. A, a finch and a finch with a different beak is still a finch.
0: Yeah, it's, they're it's
2: all still birds. a bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind it is. Yeah,
1: that's actually one of the things he said is like, well, it's still a bird. A fish is still a fish. Saying that like there's not massive differences in different types of fish. Like Mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between a sturgeon and a goldfish.
2: And, And that was actually a part in in the in the in this tale where Ray Comfort sort of stumps his guests his his the people he was asking the questions to. He would say, "Can you tell me?" Or Give me an example of a, a creature on, on Earth that's observable to ha- that has been observed to change from one kind to another. Mm-hmm. And all these students would would stop and think and and, you know, try and try and reason it out. Well, yeah, OK, there's the bacteria. No, no, no they change from bacteria to bacteria. So they're still the same kind. Oh, there's Darwin's finches. They're still birds. And and so nothing would satisfy him uh, short he, of a crocodile.
0: Yeah, it's impossible to meet his criteria because yeah. the I mean the common ancestor between humans and cats that would be a, a shift through two different kinds mm-hmm. um, is a really long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's no. Of course, you can't observe it. One of his big tricks was you weren't there, you weren't there, like that you know the you can't observe said, that right, yeah, the moment someone said uh offered fossils as their ev- evidence, oh, you weren't there, and if they did like a more contemporary example, like for example why why do we need a new flu vaccine every year, oh, right. well, that's not Darwinian evolution, that's not evolution between kinds yeah it's it's so weird how Micro evolution, although I guess like when you when you do look at a dog and a cat, you're like, whoa, that's that can't be, you know, they can't have a common right. ancestor. But I mean, they like micro evolution is just so easy for him to accept, but it's not, you know, micro over a billion years is obviously going to result in some pretty big changes mm-hmm. because it's not a changing to be 400 times or 4 million or 4 billion or what, pick a big number, whatever times you want. Once A turns into B, B is also still evolving into B one, B two, or if there's not enough environmental or or pressure uh, or selective pressure, it, maybe it just kind of sort of stays as a, like a the Selecam- B. or the yeah, shark. Exactly. Like I mean, mm-hmm. there's there's creatures that are perfectly adapted to their environments, and they you know mm-hmm. the selection pressure just isn't there, so they don't. Yeah, there's there's a lot change. of
1: homogeneity, or heterogeneity rather, within the species and the populations, but no significant drift over time.
0: Right, and when you look at humans, I mean, had humans not ventured out onto the plains, well, we'd still be fairly chimp-like, I'd say. You know, well, w- there would be no humans, because hum- humanity is a product of all of the selection pressures that took us out of, you know, the trees mm-hmm. and, and forests and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. When Africa went through its climatic changes mm-hmm. that caused all the forests to go away, right?
1: So. Oh, and, and the development of the Great Divide is also the theory of ah, yes, things, I guess right? That, yeah. that separated the bonobos, the chimps, and the human beings. And it's, it's interesting because if you look at a bonobo and a chimp as a human being, it's really freaking hard to tell them apart, even though they are yeah. completely separate species. And they do not behave in the same way at all. Visually, they look pretty much the same. So I, I think definitely Ray Comfort would include them as kinds, but we are close more closely related to chimps and chimps are no, more closely related to He would to still
2: us. say that they're apes.
1: Right, but I'm saying they're more closely related to us. We're not bonobars. apes
2: in his eyes. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If actually, we
2: were to suddenly change into an ape species, say a, a bonobo, apes. we are apes. No, no. no uh, uh, this is in his in his world. All of a sudden, you know, humans, which are made in the image of God, suddenly turn into apes. Well, that still wouldn't prove evolution. It would prove that God changed his mind and thought the apes were better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Actually. So
2: there is no com- communicating with him.
1: There was a quote that went up on the screen about how. Ape, uh, humans, or apes became humans, and um, amphibious mammals became whales. Do you guys remember that bit? Yeah. And that drove me crazy, because, okay, fine, I can accept that you're saying that apes are not human beings, even though they are, but aquatic mammals are whales. Like, I don't understand how you can say an aquatic mammal became a whale. It's an aquatic mammal, it is a whale. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's taking this large class... And then saying, well, that's silly to believe this large class of animals could become a single animal. Like it's, it's like he's mixing the family with the species and saying, this is silly. A mammal can't become a whale.
2: No, you know. <laughs>
1: like, it just, it makes no sense. Like, if you just read it without thinking, then you're like, oh, okay, I can kind of see the point he's getting at.
2: When we're categorizing but, species, the word kind doesn't even come into the equation.
1: Well, and the reason he uses kinds is because he says there's multiple definitions of species, but I mean, I think we can all sort of agree that two individuals that cannot produce viable offspring are of two different species. Yes. I, I don't think that has ever been But under even the bait. Sp-
2: even species in in itself is not a kind. He he goes kind as a very generic generic layman term as you're a cat. Mm-hmm. You're a yeah, dog. Him, which like, includes You're a actually, bird?
1: Yeah. yeah, which includes like jaguars, lions.
0: Yeah, that's house exactly cats. what he said. He's like, like the lion and the kitten are are you know, the same kind. They're all cats.
2: They're all cats. Uh, that's that a was kind a long
0: accent, sorry, Ray.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're they're all cats. Like like idiots.
0: <laughs> so he acknowledges he,
1: he, that there can be vast differences. That have evolved through microevolution, because I'd say the right. difference between a jaguar that lives in the jungles of South America and a tiger in India is pretty large. They're yeah, significantly I agree. different animals. Yep. And yet he says that it's impossible that they could change just enough more that they're a different kind. like that they yep. look they look more different. You know what I mean. It would have to grow
2: scales and start swimming in the water well, for it to change kind. jaguars and tigers swim. It would no. It would have to be grow scales and turn into a fish,
0: right? Or right.
2: a shark or
0: something. Speaking of fish, which is also like a fish. he, uh, I mean, uh, speak. You know, I know people who are not. Well, most people. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I'm in a bit of an isolated circle in that the majority of people I deal with socially and on a day-to-day basis have a pretty solid understanding of evolution. If I were to, let's say, visit my family and they watched this video and they saw PZ Myers going, "Well, humans still are a fish," like, I mean, yeah, they would they would be like, oh, oh, oh
2: stupid atheist face palm right on yeah exactly
0: and you know he you know he understand what pz was trying to get at but you know you
2: know he was cut because right there that that part of the scene ended right there there wasn't a pause as pz myers would have normally have done when he Mm -hmm. finished his sentence and start on to another another thought which was a continuation of that it was just cut so you know that there was another portion of that which didn't fit Ray uh, Comfort's yes, yes, yes. Ray Comfort's uh, scenario that he wanted to paint for us. I guess he would us. probably
0: have been going back to describe, what do you call the, the fact that, like, the common ancestor to, like, all, basically all animals right now, because we're all symmetrical. Mm-hmm. If I can recall correctly, the, the idea is the worm, is that some sort of worm yeah. that would have been symmetrical on both sides right if you divide it in half
2: right it would still live
0: no no that it's just symmetrical on both right. sides right another one of his claims was uh evolution is not testable over time i mean right. you know he's fixated on this were you there can you see it give me something that changes from a kind to a kind like right now like yeah that's what we were cat. talking about right let's see it
2: yeah crocodiles and yeah i mean whatever his other pictures were that Kirk Cameron keeps showing everybody.
0: Yeah, I can't quite understand how I mean Ray himself is pretty heavily invested in the whole proposition. Then again, like, you know, I'm speaking from a position of privilege, right? A giant science nerd who has access to, you know, the internet and books and books and skeptics and, you know, if I say something that's blatantly ignorant or false, I'm gonna have like fifty people
2: on top of you,
0: correcting me yeah. right away. You know,
2: yeah. they'll call. And you I guess out on he's it.
0: isolated in the in the exact opposite. Right? There's well, there's all of us. You know, we can correct him on hundreds of thousands of YouTube comments all we want. But. Yeah.
2: Will it change his position? No. Well, no.
0: No.
1: Have YouTube comments ever changed anything? Yeah. For no. the yeah. better. It changed anything
0: for the better?
2: We should have a discussion one day about YouTube comments too. Just for the hell of it. Oh
0: God. Or whatever. I mean, like, he yeah. can, he's debated many people as well. Yeah. Uh, there was one that I watched him. I can't remember who it was. The funny thing was, is that, and this is why I kind of sort of don't like debates, his task was, without using the Bible, prove that. God exists. That was a like great that. debate. Right. Yeah. His first sentences. His first sentence was in the Bible. Yeah. Like, whoa, uh, whoa. If I was a moderator, and, but that red was card, his, No, but red wasn't card, that his? Cli- it, it wasn't the
2: moderator that said that. I thought. It, I thought it was the his claim. I will prove that there is a God without referring to the Bible at all. It was either. And, and then he started referring to the Bible right at the sentence right after that was. It the Bible. was either
0: the challenge from. It was either the the theme of the debate. That was the task that was put put forward, yeah. or or one of his statements. I again,
2: I'm pretty I sure I'm pretty sure that he, uh, Kirk Cameron and him were on the same stage yeah, together. Exactly, yeah, exactly. and so. they and that's the when they revealed the crocodile. You know, right at that point, it was him saying, "I'm going to prove to you, without using the Bible, that God exists and that Christianity is true and that you're all sinners and whatever." And and how do you how do you even do that? It, you know, if he if he would have done that. He Maybe he would have won a Nobel Prize. He might have been, you know, you'd have instant converts because, hey, guess what? God exists and we can prove it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. At the very least, he would have won a Templeton Prize.
2: Templeton. <laughs> Templeton. Yeah.
0: So his next, this, I guess the segment, I'm not sure chronologically if it if it is the exact next one, but he takes one of the popular internet memes, I believe it was... Uh, Atheism, good enough for these idiots. And then it shows Einstein, Darwin... Yeah. uh, Jefferson... uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, Hemingway... Mm, uh, can't remember. All of them. And then he just subsequently debunks each and every one of them. Although quite poorly... (laughs) He shows oh,
1: Einstein was in there too.
0: Yeah, Einstein, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean there are quotes specifically saying, you know, Einstein does not believe in a personal creator god, you know, of any kind, but I guess at one point he found or cobbled together some sort of quote and Um
1: yeah, like Einstein I believe was a deist. Right? In that right. he he sort of believed that the concept of god represents
2: this
0: thing,
1: uh, the universe, and, and the processes of the universe. I don't think he well, like a, he deist used...
0: imply, a deist imply a does imply, I think, a creator, but one that is non interventionist, yeah. perhaps the as a metaphor,
1: right? Yeah, yeah he, was, I, he frequently he, used religious metaphors. He's mm-hmm. very,
0: yeah, but he, yeah, you're
1: right, he definitely is not a theist. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. And he was definitely not a Christian Because, hey, he was a cultural Jew Although Ray Comfort was too, so I guess maybe
0: Yeah, which we'll get into in the next uh... About the next film, right?
1: Yeah I would also like to point out And I know it's probably tedious to do so But that of the list of all the Quote, famous atheists That uh, he talked about the only female atheist he mentioned was Carrie Fisher. and yeah,
2: Carrie Fisher. <laughs> nah.
1: Carrie Fisher. I mean, don't get I, me I wrong. I love Carrie Fisher. love Princess Leia. She's great. Yeah. But seriously, that is the only female atheist you can think of. And all of them were white.
2: This is true. This so, is true. Just oh, he right. actually did. He point had out Neil the, deGrasse Tyson. Oh,
1: he did say Neil deGrasse Tyson does not identify as an atheist. He yeah. identifies as agnostic, but he chose to ignore that fact.
2: Yeah, yeah, which which he does. Yeah, he, that 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 is true. Well, but that, that doesn't is true, make he, that doesn't, doesn't make support him a your argument, yeah. and that doesn't make him a Christian, and that doesn't mean he believes in God. Mm-hmm. He just prefers to wait for evidence well, before can. making right. a conclusion. And,
0: and Repeatedly throughout the movie, of course, he misdefines or incorrectly defines atheism and agnosticism. Yeah. I mean, right. they work in concert with each other. I am an agnostic atheist, mm-hmm. so there you go. Gnosticism deals with knowledge. Atheism isn't itself as a term, it's, it's just a lack of belief in a god. Right. Um, Belief and knowledge are are two different things. Yes. So I neither believe in a God, nor do I know that one doesn't exist. However, given the extreme unlikelihood that one does exist, uh, I can certainly make a provisional conclusion and live my life in a way that I'm working on the assumption that a God doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like it it would baffle me. Like it would take... Well, presumably, a god, should it exist, would know exactly what it would take to convince me.
2: <laughs> How about Jesus coming back and then sacrificing himself again and then reappearing?
0: Well, I'd be like, are That's you, so- are you, coming you is, back, are right? you, Matthew McConaughey? Is that you? Is that you? Like, you know, Doctor, I, Doctor, I, <laughs> I would think Hollywood trickery before supernatural that was, events right
2: that but, was for our bbc fans but
0: oh yeah 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 sorry for our people across the board. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: also for us because we're not dr who fans
0: yes we um. are <laughs> i but, have never watched the show oh, oh my, my god goodness. 50th oh.
1: anniversary is coming up what's wrong with you anyway anniversary. so being. i kind of want to segue to shoot what were you just talking about
0: Oh, his uh his destruction of the most popular atheists. Also there was some there was a segment on there about where he'd jam the microphone in someone's face and go, Name a famous atheist and like and then everyone was like, Oh, I don't know. Like Then I'm screaming at the TV, Bertrand Russell Richard Dawkins, Christopher Harris or whatever. Christopher Hitchin, Hitchens, Christopher
1: Hitchens <laughs> Sam Harris. <laughs>
0: Sam Harris. Uh, see I'm getting all excited. Christopher
1: Oh. Any case, um, yeah, which is sort of a ridiculous thing because, again, if you're not active in this the atheist, secular, skeptical movement, you probably don't know personally any atheist that you know of because like, it's not something most people who are functionally <laughs> atheistic. So at one, guy says,
2: one guy about. says, my dad, your dad's famous? And he starts laughing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I mean, that, yeah, that young man realized the absurdity of the question like, until, what, what are you trying to say?
0: Until I, you know, came out as an atheist, my family would have claimed that they didn't know one. And now I make sure they know, they know one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. So it's sort of like, and I really don't know what the entire point of that was. Like, to mm. say that People who think are atheists are not actually atheists. They identify as either deists, theists, or agnostics. Yeah. So therefore, they're not atheists, and you can't count them towards your atheist points. Yeah. but we can yeah. say, oh, Newton was a Christian, so therefore, like, I, I don't even know where this argument is going. You know? Yeah.
0: What I mean? Yeah. What it was, what, what uh, was he trying to get? At? <laughs> it's a it's a uh, I don't know, like picking teams on the junior high soccer field or, or elementary school. Yeah, you're about field, to pick you know? a team that yeah. doesn't have any players. Yeah,
1: it's it's just like yeah. a complete. Non-
0: yeah it's it's pretty ridiculous
1: yeah and like even if there were no famous atheists even within the atheist circle we all were scattered and didn't talk to each other ever for any reason yeah would that prove that god exists or would that prove that evolution isn't true or would that that wouldn't prove anything like it wouldn't it advances it would prove zero your arguments argument.
0: zero I, rochelle <laughs> but, this cat is pushing a watermelon out of a lake therefore your argument is invalid I'll link to that in the show notes. It's I, I like the cat picture today. And I love it. You know,
2: my favorite argument about is there a god is uh, actually just heard it recently at a debate. Uh, a person says we scream uh, during sex. Oh God. Therefore, God must exist.
1: Well, the, it was slightly longer than that. Something like, okay. therefore, athei- even atheists acknowledge the, that there is a God. That there is the existence of God and they just choose to deny him, and therefore God exists.
2: So n- now it's, oh, God equals there is a God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Fortunately, Ray Comfort's arguments were far more compelling than that.
2: That was still funny. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> that they're was not. still very funny. They were barely more compelling. They were than barely
1: more compelling, yeah.
0: I mean and- that actually made me that it kind of sort of makes me chuckle like <laughs> whereas Ray Comfort makes me scream. I mean, we we had a we had actually a friend over like a fellow member of a secular church and yeah. I hope I hope my screaming at the TV wasn't off-putting. Yeah. Cuz I was No! You idiot. No. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> and mostly at the people on, on the screen, you know, that he was uh you know, you're walking into a scientific institution that was like, get out of that university! You don't belong there!
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and he he talked a bit about intelligent design, which I thought was pretty hilarious because one of the people he talked about, or talked to, mentioned as proof of evolution um, the coccyx and the the appendix uh, and other organs humans have. Vestigial organs, yeah. Vestigial organs, which serve... Very little of their original purpose, right. um, that are products of evolution, which you would expect. And so his argument is, but they actually are functional because some muscles and tendons and stuff tie into the coc- coccyx, which is the the tailbone. Mm-hmm. And therefore it does serve a very important purpose. And also there's some hypotheses that the appendix serves as a source of gut bacteria. He didn't actually go into this, but I'm aware of the theory, so I'm going to go into it. Uh, it's a source for gut bacteria as a reserve, because when you have a large diarrheal illness, you actually lose all your healthy microflora, which are important for maintaining your gut health yeah. and, and absorbing micronutrients. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, so his entire point was like, but the appendix serves as an important component of the immune system. And it's sort of like, well, no, not really, because I had my appendix out last year and I'm doing just fine. In fact, I'm probably healthier since I had it out.
0: Yeah. Well, if it was about to rupture, I would wager yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And, you know,. The fact that we have these mostly useless organs which are still kind of functional, like, for example, wisdom teeth, uh, tonsils, things that we don't particularly need and can get taken out if they're a problem, but they can just kind of hang out and continue doing nothing if they don't. Again, right. that's that's something that you would expect with evolutionary theory, that there would be things which don't really convey any particular advantage, but there's no selective pressure to take them out. So they continue to exist. They continue to have minor functions as your body adapts. But, you know, like having wisdom teeth isn't non-adaptable. You can still use them to chew, but... If
0: they're not, you know, causing you intense pain. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, or growing in sideways or whatever.
0: Or, Yeah. So, Dental plan I'm oh, sorry That says Simpsons reference <laughs> Yeah needs it needs braces
1: Dental plan Oh dear You know You grew up in the 90s In any case And so He kind of followed this up With the thought that Okay So Does intelligent design In design exist And people say Well no Of course not That's dumb And so he says, can you create a rose?
0: Oh, this one was profoundly frustrating. Yeah,
1: and and people are like... What are you talking about? No. And he's like, well, unintelligent design can create a rose, and you consider yourself pretty intelligent. So you can't be very intelligent because unintelligent design can create a rose, but you can't. Like, what?
2: Huh? Did you
1: know fish can't ride bicycles either?
2: Because evolution is an unintelligent process. Therefore, if you're an intelligent being, you should be able to create that which evolution has created. Therefore, God.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like I again, it's one of those things that was more like set up as a gotcha moment but didn't seem to have any real actual point.
2: I think um, that that's to, what it was. It's like it's to to missing. Those people,
0: well, I mean then again, we're probably talking like I I'm not sure how long it took Ray to get five people to that would stump that would be stumped by all of his questions. You know, like the people he picked were generally pretty clueless. About, well,
1: he made them appear relatively yeah, clueless about the topics at hand. with editing
0: and hand. so forth, and, yeah. you know, the ums and ahs were kind of like, you know... Um. They kept one
2: gen- one gentleman in that would challenge him a little bit, but... But he challenged at the him, in him in a he way which was
1: yeah, the, you're talking about the, the older guy in the sunglasses, right? No,
2: the young young kid.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, there was also...
2: Outside the faculty of science. Right. Uh, at wherever they were.
1: Yeah, there was also a gentleman who was more confrontational, but again, had some things to say which didn't really make any sense.
2: For example, oh yeah! He
1: said that mammals came out of the ground and the ocean.
2: Well, I yeah. can see, yeah, I can sure see what, mammals. I'm not yeah.
1: sure what
2: coming out of the ground, as in like gophers or yeah, some like, some, I, some sort of burrowing animal coming under the ground.
1: It, it was such a random but, statement out of context that I have the feeling that there was way more to that conversation because otherwise it makes absolutely and no then, sense. And
2: then Ray was Ray followed up that question by saying, "Well, what came first, uh, gills or lungs?" And I don't think I think the three of us sort of exclaimed both because <laughs> they could have. I mean, we have amphibians. I mean, that yeah, have I'm not, I'm not gills quite sure. And From lungs. The way
0: I understand it, you would have well fish, and then. Progr- like a progressive, like yeah.
1: Then fish who live in shallow waters. Well, they they ha- then you have fish in shallow waters. which okay. You know, that can, can then stick navigate there, like
0: face out and go. Bleh, bleh. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like fish and then and...
1: the fish that have the ability to breathe air, and then you have the fish that have the ability to get themselves up onto land, and then you have you know, and so and
0: on and like, on and on, <laughs> on. and on. It's
1: not like one day we still have this those fish, fish around.
0: You can um, observe the, these fish.
1: The, um, oh shoot. What is the name of the fish that they found up north? Uh, the tick, uh,
0: tick. Uh,
1: tick Tialik. Tick Yes, the Tick Tialik fish, which is extinct. But you know, is again one of those form. transitional forms that Ray is like, oh, show me the guy. Yeah.
2: No, he wants yeah, just video one, evidence. Just one, you know. Yeah, like. he, he,
1: the thing is, is okay. I know we're circling back around, but I wanted to say this earlier. Yeah. You know, he acknowledges that this is something which happens over millions of years, that we're saying is happening over millions of years. And then he wants direct observed evidence with human eyes. So he's not asking the question seriously. Like, he's he's arguing disingenuously.
2: He Yeah, he he's, wants it down. He's setting people down. up to
1: say, well, no, that doesn't exist because he knows it can't.
2: I think his point is, you know, he wants it written down somewhere or documented in some way similar to that of the Bible.
1: But the thing is, he's asking which for... Which is a
2: document. Right, but
1: he's asking a for direct document. evidence. Direct yeah. evidence, not second-hand <laughs> evidence because he won't accept fossils. He won't accept geological records. Like, he won't accept Anything that's secondhand evidence. Right. And yet, he takes the Bible, which is secondhand evidence. Secondhand evidence. Big hand time secondhand evidence. Like, well, did Jesus really ride from the, rise from the dead? Well, you weren't there.
0: Uh, 30, probably 30 second-hand evidence.
1: Well, okay. Like, I, I, mean the, I am granting him oh, okay let Okay, yeah, let's, yeah, let's let, give him let's, a, low,
0: a wide berth. Yes, let's we give him are, all of the credit in the world. Yes, he has right. all the
1: credit in the world. He still is, his entire premise is based off of evidence which is even less direct mm-hmm. than he accepts as absolute pure truth.
0: And then I guess right. that's telling in itself is mm-hmm. that I've never seen through any, you know, and that's not to say not, they don't exist, but I've never actually seen someone pin Ray Comfort down and go, So, how long ago did Jesus uh, die and resurrect? Were you there? Were you there? Yeah. They probably have. You he know. just edited it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, more than likely. It certainly wouldn't have made it into this film. Well, no. um, and
1: I, I think the point he was going for is arguing that evolution is a faith.
0: Exactly, belief yeah. system and,
1: equivalent to Christianity. So he'd probably be like, well, no, I don't have any evidence, but I do believe the Bible is true and I believe in Jesus' faith. Mm-hmm. So I suppose that could be playing into his little narrative to begin with.
0: Uh, yeah, that that could backfire on you if you're not if you're not he can't, he, spry on the on the thinkings.
1: Yeah, like he, they can't be. People must have thought about it before.
0: Yeah, and he did circle mm-hmm. back to uh, that quote, the Richard Dawkins quote. Once he, I believe, sufficiently in his mind proved his point that evolution was a faith, we immediately saw, except this time in ominous red. With, with
1: ominous music notes. yeah with
0: ominous music faith is the great cop-out the great excuse to evade the need to think and evaluate evidence yes. which is the quote that opened the film right. So, bom, 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 bom. therefore, it's a faith.
1: Even though he's asking, f- people are providing him with evidence, but he's not accepting N- that evidence.
2: Right. That's right. not evidence because you don't know. You weren't there, and you're not the guy yeah. who found it, and you you're not
1: are not the expert in paleo biology.
2: Like nobody so is. Can. I mean, they could be an expert in the uh, you know a subset of the field, but come on. Yeah. Really?
1: Yeah. And the people who are actually experts, who could adequately answer his questions. He...
0: (gasps) Hacked up with editing. Hacked up
1: with editing because, you know, having read PZ's posts about this sort of topic, I, I totally, you know, he's touching on a lot of the same points that he has in the past in this film. However, it's just brought down to these little snippets which don't really make a ton of sense without knowing that previous context like the whole but humans are fish you're like you know having known that he's an evolutionary biologist and he's discussing the fact that we all evolve from an aquatic life form mm-hmm. which would probably be fish like in appearance mm-hmm. that makes sense but in the av- it was literally edited to say like well would you say humans came from fish And PZ says, well, humans are fish. Are you saying humans are fish? And then that was basically the end of the bit. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Like, (laughs) you know, there there has to be more to it than that. So PZ does a pretty good summary of it in his blog post on the topic. Bray Comfort has actually said directly that it was selected. His interviews were selectively edited because that's what editors do.
2: (laughs) Good cop out there.
1: (laughs) So he says they remove the mundane and irrelevant and select what is interesting.
0: Oh, Whoa.
2: thanks, Ray. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, Ray, for saving us from the mundane.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so the way that we saw in the film was Ray asks for evidence. PZ gives him an example, uh, right. And then Comfort raises an irrelevant objection. So the example is, oh, you know, bacteria evolve into new types of bacteria, which right. have different metabolic processes, and you know, are distinctly different. Right. And Comfort would say, well, it's still a bacteria, (laughs) (laughs)
2: Mm. so therefore evolution doesn't
1: exist. And then what didn't make it into the film, instead of it sounding like a Ray Comfort gotcha moment, Easy would then explain why his objection was invalid and how his expectations of the nature of the evidence were wrong, that you can't expect a bacteria to become an elephant. Yeah. (laughs) Because that would be awesome, but totally impossible.
2: Unless you have magic.
1: Yes, exactly. So Or
2: a replicator. Or a holodeck.
1: Yeah. So in any case, basically how it goes, that's how it goes down. He selectively edits PZ and the way he gives his evidence and then says, and none of these evolutionary biologists are able to provide evidence for evolution. Therefore, evolution is just a faith.
2: Yeah, well <laughs> so they did, but you selectively got rid of the mundane. I mean stuff that doesn't support your Well, the
1: stuff that would actually claims. be convincing, you know, yeah. explaining why. He's saying that humans are fish.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Or why this is evolution and why... You know, like, it just... He never really... In fact, I don't think he ever actually defined evolution in this film.
2: No, he never... He didn't. Uh, I think...
1: He just sort of... People kept talking about what evolution was. Right. And then he kept saying... And then he kept saying, well, that's not Darwinian evolution. But yeah, it was definitely a classic moving of the goalposts kind of argument um, by not defining... By not defining the goals, he's able to say, oh, well, that's not what I was talking about, to pretty much any of the good arguments which are made against him.
0: Right. And making them
1: sound like they're idiots for not knowing about what evolution was.
0: And he's constantly referring to it as Darwinian evolution, when it's actually what he should be referencing would be the process of natural selection. And it seems like he wants to focus on the fact that the original Proponent of the theory was Charles Darwin, and that absolutely nothing has changed, and we've learned nothing new in you know 200 some years, Mm -hmm. which is ridiculous.
2: Got the hate on for Darwin big time, and and you know, most of Darwin's theories have been thoroughly, thoroughly changed or debunked, uh, so it's no longer Darwinian. Evolution, it's...
1: Well, I mean...
0: It's natural selection. It's natural selection. Like,
1: evolution was acknowledged to exist before Darwin. Darwin's big contribution was principle of natural selection.
2: That's right. um,
1: As well as subsets of sexual selection, which he got into later books. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, after he gave decided that there was absolutely no evidence, and that nothing the evidence, none of the evidence that people were presenting him was adequate, he then God wins the argument because hey, it's Ray Comfort. Did you really expect more from him?
2: You all, this is just it, right? And then he goes into his spiel of trying to convince people. That they are sinners and they are bad and they should repent.
0: Right. So, so now that he's dispatched with evolution, yeah, he's now operating on a clean slate. That's now right. Start proselytizing
2: now. Now let's now that we've broken them down. Let's remold them into well, what we want.
0: Then he breaks them
1: down a little further. He goes, oh, guess, everything yeah, you everything you're think, it's everything you've told me is inadequate and wrong, and you have faith, yeah, not, not reason. Yeah. And then he's like. He goes through this little song and dance routine where he asks them if they've ever lied in their life and how many times they've lied and if they've ever stolen anything and if they've ever committed lust in their heart, which is adultery according to Jesus. So are they adulterers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
2: And he gets these people to admit that they're lying, thieves, adulterers, and then he goes And now blasphemers. You, and blasphemers, and now you need to repent. Yeah, because so, you've just broken four of the Ten Commandments. Yeah,
1: which is interesting considering is he's making are just a film, anyways. And technically, isn't a film a graven image? Isn't it? It images graved into film. Uh, you know, it's I'm a matter saying. of interpretation. I'm just saying, anyways. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, it's certainly no golden calf, but whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, there and,
0: were a couple of zoom-ins on uh, Bible verses as well. Uh, he felt like I can't remember which ones, but uh, there was uh, I think it was in Acts. You know, the only way to be saved is through Jesus, something like that. You know, I wish he would. I wish he would have zoomed in on like rape a woman and pay her dad fifty pence, and yeah. then, then she's yours. So. I
1: shall not suffer a woman to teach nor hold authority over a man.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Put that well, next not, to the, yeah, the female <laughs> professor. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. be
1: like, yeah, this is this is what biblical ethics is all about, as opposed to evolution is. Hitler.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And killing Jews slaves. Was it is kind of
0: fixed. funny. I do remember... I remember a time, like, prior to getting involved with skeptics, and when I was still well in the, you know, not... I didn't have a network of atheists or, or science-loving people to talk to, skeptics and so forth. I actually, for... A brief moment, just like how data found uh, the board queens uh, right. offer compelling for what just a couple of nanoseconds.
2: You're just a couple of nanoseconds. Yeah, yeah. I
0: found Ben Stein's uh, expelled no intelligence allowed compelling for you know. For I'm a human, I'm an android, so for me it was like probably
2: you know you maybe know, a, a good, couple minutes.
0: Oh, I think I I think you know a couple of hours and then and then oh. I slept on it and uh, and then I when you open woke up. Yeah. yeah, and then I cracked open uh, God Delusion.
1: And for yeah. those of you playing along at home with the LUE podcast drinking game, that's this week's Star Trek
0: reference. Actually, Rod slipped a few. I slipped before. a few yeah. in. Oh, already. really? Was, and I totally—I just them? wanted to kind of, you know, get in there. Yeah, and make you sure, need like, to make
2: sure. You know. let's, okay. let's do some more Star Trek references. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get them in there for just, the next movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Can we talk a bit about how inherently abusive it is to just go up to strangers and tell them they are bad people?
2: Yeah, and and this is where like, you know. <laughs> You know, I'm willing to have a, a, an, an intelligent conversation with somebody who's a creationist. I know I'm sucker for punishment, but at the same time, if you can have a, a, a respectful dialogue with somebody, chances are maybe someone listening could change their mind uh, or, or rethink what they're what they're trying to say. But as soon as you start into this credulous crap. That he starts spewing, you know, you're, you're a sinner, you're a liar, you're a thief, you're, you're this and that, and, and uh, you can only fix yourself by coming to Jesus. That's the point where the conversation ends, and Ray Comfort just sort of goes off on his tangent. What's his The thing? movie should have been, right? been over 15 minutes ago. It should have been over 15 minutes ago. This is just him being Ray Comfort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if this was old school WWF, from, yeah. you know, that would be his his wrestlers finishing move.
2: Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the
0: perfect plex or the well, tornado uh, bomb. No,
2: you know and... what that would be? That would be the crap after they've they've counted to three. And, and, you know, you don't care about that stuff, but you really want to see that finishing move. Because, I don't know, as, as a kid, I really wanted to see the, you know, the sumo slam or the the super solar plexus flying leap jump kick thing. Of doom. Because that would be awesome, right? Mm. And then, you know, at the end, they're all sort of arguing and fighting and sort of, you know, you lost and I, I didn't mean to lose and you're a jerk. That, that stuff is the boring stuff. We don't care about that. And and it ends really quickly in WWE or WWF, thankfully. But Ray Comfort carries on for 15 more minutes to tell you how much of a sinner you are. Yeah, you suck. Thanks for the interview, you sinner. And here's a Bible. Do you have a Bible at home? He keeps asking these people, do you have a Bible at home? Do you have a Bible at home? He didn't ask the ex- expert these experts these questions, just the people he met on campus, just the st- young students, the, the undergrads. Uh-huh. Um, also, another thing to note when he's discussing these undergrads or d- talking with these undergrads, whenever they had a moment where they had to stop and think, he would emphasize that and sort of drag that out. And he would play the whole few seconds that that person is actually thinking. And then he would scroll at the bottom of the screen that this person is a geologist. Well, this person student. is a physicist. He wouldn't yeah. say student. Well, it just said geologist. Said and then it said biologist. Oh, they're yeah, undergrads, right? They're not, they're not a biologist. They're not a geologist. They're students, yeah, right? You, you get that title after yeah. You get to be a biologist, and only after. when
0: you're working in your field.
2: But that was you know that was just a, a blatant dirty tactic. That's dirty pool right there. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and then he kind of went on in that spiel was that essentially telling these people who were not necessarily believers in the Christian faith that creation is proof of the Creator and the only reason you don't believe is because you're in love with sin. And you know it's true, but you don't want to have moral accountability.
2: And then we do a what, what, what,
1: what? Yeah, exactly. That really upsets me because I have always been an incredibly mindful person. I've always been very interested in ethics and, you know, tend to obsess over my faults to a a fault. (laughs) (laughs) were. Um, and so it's really easy, I guess, if you're the sort of egocentric person who right. just does things for the purposes of yourself and never interested in serving others and is never concerned about how other people feel about you. I suppose that person might exist.
2: So the joker.
1: <laughs> yeah, someone who's he just, just so does things. you know, but saying stuff like that to someone who potentially does have issues with their self image or, you know, concerns with their own mental health and and is really coming down on themselves could cause real and actual harm, not just the theoretical harm of, oh, well, you'll go to hell. It's you're telling someone who is trying to assert to a stranger that they're a good person. And you're saying, you know what? Actually, you're a pretty crap person and you actually have no morals and you actually are not worth anything without Jesus. Like that's, that's... That's abusive right there. You
0: know, the only way to sell someone's salvation is convince them that they're damned to begin with, right? Right. I mean if you can't you know, oh you I have a rock that keeps tigers away, you know. Like, right. You know, first you have to convince me that there are invisible tigers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that might have been a clumsy whatever. And another (laughs) another pop culture reference. That
1: that is another symptom. I have a rock that keeps
2: invisible tigers away. Well, prove to me that there's invisible tigers.
1: Well, no, it's not even... The the reference is just, I have this rock that keeps tigers away. Does it work? I thought it would... Do you see any tigers? Mm. Lisa, I would like to buy this rock. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... Yeah, it's it's definitely solving a, a non-existent problem or rather convincing people that there is a problem.
0: Right, yeah. If and, you weren't broken, you there you would don't need be fixing. no need for salvation to begin with, right? Yeah. And and, and, I, and
1: I think most people though are aware of their flaws. Like, I don't know, maybe I hang out with a lot of really introspective people, but it seems to me that most people are more aware of their flaws than other people, not less.
2: Mm-hmm. I think you so you know like we're yeah.
1: everyone remembers that one time you know when you were like 11 like old enough to know better and you're all thinking of it right now where you're like what was I thinking why did I do that yeah. You won't know did that. Have, I don't know that.
2: Did I really probably need never? that chocolate bar?
1: Well, you've, pro- you've probably never told anyone about that really embarrassing time, but it probably still bugs you.
2: Well, I told uh-huh. everybody. Yeah, I, I right? tattled on myself all the time.
1: <laughs> okay, well, you're... Because
2: I sort maybe it was bragging. Look what I stole. Isn't this great?
1: Okay, things that you probably shouldn't be announcing on TV <laughs> or on <laughs> just radio. just
0: kidding. Rob, you're a monster. I am a monster. Any case.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- that just seems... Uh, I don't know. Uh, to me, it seems so immoral. To go up to people who you don't know the mental state of and potentially oh, yeah, do the mental harm. Oh yeah, there, you know, there is that you, factor too. That, right? that really bugs me.
0: Um,
2: Real and potential
1: harm. I, I know harm. that if I was in a bad state and some stranger came up to me and gave me attention and seemed like a really nice person. And then all of a sudden turned it into actually you're really awful. And you need help because that's a
2: Scientology thing, isn't it? Well, they do that. They do that in spades.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Well, they
0: convince you you have too many phantoms or something, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, in in any case, I just I think it's preying on vulnerable people and attempting to create vulnerable people to prey on is is just incredibly dishonest and immoral. And you know what? If you want to talk about your religion, I'm totally cool with that. But don't, don't prey on people. That's
2: Yeah, I agree. That's totally and unethical, Ray, especially
1: when you're claiming moral superiority. Like, come on, people.
2: And and as we've talked about, Ray loves this segment and he will drag that on in all his films that he brings forth.
1: He ends with confronting these professors and saying, "Could you be wrong about God?" And being scientists, they say, "Well, of course." And so one of
2: Checkmate. Them,
1: yeah, and so one of them responds, could you be wrong and Ray Comfort says,
2: "No." No. <laughs> because and then they go into a discussion yeah. and Ray Comfort says, "Well, could you be wrong about your mother existing?" And "No, because I know my mother and uh, she's I, she's there for me and I can talk to her every day, therefore God." And it's just Yeah. Okay.
1: Other little bonuses that didn't really fit in anywhere else. At one point, he talks about how um, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen. That oh was
0: pretty yeah, brilliant. that one. Yeah, that one got some got some goodness. Yeah.
2: Got some groans. There are
1: no mistakes in the Bible. Oh, oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, oh.
0: Chortle, chortle, Snap. Chortle. talk
2: origins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's link that uh, wall-sized <laughs> poster that traces one red line from each con- one contradiction to the other, and it's yeah. basically just a giant yeah, rat's nest of red lines.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget. Charles Hemingway was an atheist. Here is a graphic description of how Charles Hemingway killed himself.
0: Oh, And
2: therefore, yeah, atheism
1: leads to suicide.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was a gooder.
1: Yeah. Uh, had nothing to do with his chronic alcoholism or no, mental illness.
2: Depression, yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Um, but, athe- but
2: theists don't have those problems. Yes,
1: of course. Of yeah. course they don't. And um, the film finishes with uh, a Romans quote, I believe, and professing to be wise, they became fools
0: grown oh checkmate yeah check which is got really me.
1: you can say that for pretty much anything right mm-hmm. like yeah oh Ray comfort in your logic and your explanations for god professing to be wise you have become a fool
0: yeah. Oh, Ooh. now you checkmate him. Yeah. So reverse. reverse. Yeah, we that can was a reversal.
2: That was a fumble and a pickup. Man, <laughs> we're yeah. running to the end zone on the other side. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, in any interception. case,
1: interception. Anyone can pick Bible verses and be like, "This supports my point." And use it as a personal attack. but And then it's not an ad hominem. Of course not. I'm using a Bible quote, and I'm just implying that you're an idiot.
2: You know, just to look at Matt Dillahunty. He takes Bible quotes and reverses them back on, on people all the time. He's yeah. brilliant at that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so 180. Well... Let's do a 180 to 180. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I was actually... Yeah. What I was expecting was... Um, was the old Hitler and Stalin and Pol Pot and Mao were atheists. Neener, neener, neener. Neener, neener, neener. look at atheism yeah. so bad. I, I was actually thinking, like, you know, oh, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, <laughs> oh, Ray, He, he Ray. did a real dun, 180 dun, on us. Yeah, we, yeah. yeah, the movie was aptly named. Yeah, did so he,
1: the first 15 minutes are a somewhat puzzling and disturbing descriptions of the Holocaust and the systematic murder.
2: Uh, You've you skipped ahead too far. The really? first well, yeah. like five minutes was him interviewing white supremacists.
0: Oh right. Yeah. And
2: now here's Bat now, messed up. Okay. White so supremacists.
0: I actually went into this with I'm like. Uh, I still kind of see the good good in people and I'm like, okay. So Ray started the video with like a really solemn, I'm a Jew and or you know, a cultural Jew, yeah, or culture- I'm Jewish. His, his or,
1: mother is Jewish, therefore yeah, he is a therefore, Jew. Therefore,
0: yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And I am deeply concerned that people are forgetting the Holocaust. And you know what? Hey, history is Yeah. You know, and he used the old those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. On this point, on this one tiny point, Ray and I agree. And I was actually yeah. like, oh, Ray. Hey, what's wait what's a minute going minute on, Ray? We might actually agree on something here. Keep going. Then he puts on a purple haired white supremacist with face tattoos and so forth. Uh, certainly, I don't mean to malign people with purple hair or face tattoos. No, Racists, not. yes. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, was he, spitting out the like, most vile
2: vitriol that we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it was,
0: it was straight out of American History X, yeah. Like, yeah. like blah, 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 crap, crap, If, crab, if crab, anyone crab, has crab. ever
1: been unfortunate enough to accidentally venture across Stormfront, I'm sure those are his good buddies.
0: What, so. What's that?
1: Oh, Stormfront is like a white supremacist website.
0: Oh I see. We've got a white supremacist and then a bunch of people who shockingly don't know who Hitler is. Like it was it was <laughs> Yeah, that was really shocking. Or or like you said Rick Mercer talking to Americans. Yeah. Do you know who Hitler is and people I'm were so like,
1: like Was he a um, communist? Wasn't
0: no, he yeah, in the
2: Backstreet like Boys?
0: Yeah, um no. Uh, Didn't he invent peanuts? Yeah. <laughs> He's the guy that's on the Dulux paint commercials, isn't he? Yeah, like, it, <laughs> no, that is
1: bizarre to me. I don't yeah. understand how people could not know who yeah,
0: he Yeah, and I mean, there's, uh, so, okay, so, crap, 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 crap. We've got, let's, fat, let's press the fast forward button. We've got, what, five minutes of that. Yeah. yeah. Then we have jarring, like, ridiculous, like, Oh. I watched a explicit. lot of like my my father grew up in World War like in the not in not as a soldier he was too young but he grew up in Europe during World War Two and my childhood was a whole lot of World War Two documentaries so I've seen more documentaries than I would care to you know I mean that's just yeah that's the thing sit down boy gonna learn yeah. some stuff yeah you know and i mean this is like hours upon hours upon hours of this stuff i've i've watched yeah and like this was the 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 most graphic of the most graphic
2: with. I've never seen this footage I wonder where he got this footage I mean it's got to be somewhere but I, I probably, holy cow was it ever I mean I think he put a credit at, at, below the footage well if, in if small you letters watch some documentaries they do show the cordwood
0: yeah like and the moving of the bodies and da, da, yeah, da. Basically, maybe I'm
2: just sheltered because holy that's yeah, that, yeah that disturbed me
0: it's it's up there like um, I mean that was that's a that's about as bad as I've seen and I'm sure there's worse that you just you just don't show people for whatever reason. Well, yeah. I,
1: I think also is that the fact that he edited together... Basically, it was image after image after image after image after image yeah. of piles of dead bodies. bodies. And I think now, Or people who were again, so emaciated that they were practically dead.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I mean, your average... Like, I'm not sure if there's a psychological trick to it or whatnot, but... The documentaries that i've that I have seen and and have watched didn't like not that I'm insensitive to it, but for some reason the way that this footage was spliced and put together or whatever and zoomed in on and so forth and the amount of time the camera stayed upon eyeballs and and stuff I found and
2: heads and
0: and I found it just far yeah. more jarring than your average. You know, Sunday afternoon, World War II marathon. On That's Instagram right. Channel. That's yeah. right. I mean, like it it's it wasn't quite, and I can't put my finger on it.
2: Well, they specifically picked clips that, and they and they hung on clips that and, were. Oh yeah. That were. And then if just it wasn't
0: bad enough, so the left hand screen has uh, has images uh, of your your Holocaust tragedy, um, along with uh, the right hand side of the screen. Is, I think, an old Russian man reciting... Now, now, then again, I have no intention of watching the movie again.
1: I, I believe it was...
0: I, I'm not sure if it was always simultaneous, but there was a whole lot of exploitation going on there. Yeah. And I mean, it is always very jarring to listen to someone who, you know, was was in, on the Eastern Front in some of the, in the towns and so forth where the Einsatzgruppen were, yeah. you know, going around and, and systematically murdering tens of thousands of people right. in, in days, you know, like entire towns full of people. Like, it to hear first-hand accounts of that is just... what like it is it's it, it's, it's sort of, ridiculous yeah. yeah it's
1: it's definitely the sort of thing that breaks your brain because it's just so difficult to conceptualize the horror yeah and I, I think I certainly got the impression I think you guys did as well That it was just it was too much It was unnecessary And what we knew that whatever point he was trying to make That he was exploiting the lives of these people Like yes. the horror that he went, they went through yeah. To create this point Like even if his point was That we should never forget the holocaust And that um, you know genocide is bad Both things that we you know agree with you don't do that by exploiting the faces and stories and lives of these people right. you do it in a respectful way right. not a
0: yeah something exploitative did, way like it did just seem very very different about this yeah, like, it, very different
1: Which is why I, I think mean, like the the History Channel documentaries and stuff that you're referring to and my dad watched a lot of as well that they you didn't feel quite as jarred like you felt. Sad instead of mm. horrified, like you. You know what right. I mean. Right. Well, like I you mean, still and got that feeling of like this is awful instead of this is exploiting the stories of people who were murdered for you know dumb reasons. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Like
0: it was, like suffice it to say, it was it was stomach turning. I mean, I I sort of I wanted to see it through to the end. I'm like, okay, Ray, make your goddamn. Th- point already you asshole yeah yeah i and i
1: definitely at that point paused ray, it and you, was like i've had enough
2: uh, well i mean it was it was that kind of feeling i mean it, it, yeah. it did bring up a swear and i was i was visibly upset i was you know ray i know ray like I, I know ray's ray's mo he's not leading into anything that has to do anything with this he is exploiting these people and at the end of the day i'm gonna be pissed right off at what he's gonna say next, and yeah. we waited for it, yeah. and we waited for it, and he kept bombarding us with these yeah, horrible images. kept going images. on and
1: on and on and on, and I was expecting this whole, well, atheists caused this, and then he didn't go there at all.
0: Yeah, anyways, um, if we weren't already jarred enough, boom! Aborted fetus. Yeah, he, oh, hits snap. he hits us. He oh. hits us with
2: what he's getting at.
0: Yeah, and that was like it was uh, it was kind of sort of Tyler Durden, you know, splicing in the the uh, you know porn if if anyone uh, remembers the old Fight Club movie, right? Uh, so emaciated corpse, emaciated corpse, uh, jarring testimony, boom, fetus, and it the caption was twenty six weeks. Um, Rochelle, you're... 20 to 26 weeks? Yeah,
1: it was, it's, the caption said 24 to 26 weeks. Um, Of
0: this aborted fetus.
1: And personally, although it was on the screen very briefly, and frankly, I wasn't willing to linger on it, it seemed too developed for that stage. At that stage, it's certainly not viable, except in very, very particular circumstances. I think that would be, like, the earliest possible... The earliest possible time that you could possibly survive and even then would have to be in, with incredible care in a very specific center. Right. You know, usually we're looking at like 30 to 31 weeks. Right. Where you're starting to see the <laughs> beginnings of survivability. That's right. So, and for those of you who don't know, 40 weeks is a full-term pregnancy. So this is someone, this would be a, a what we call late trimester, or late, late-term abortion. Right. because you'd be in the second trimester. Um, mm-hmm. The vast majority of abortions are performed on uh, during the first trimester. Certainly, late-term abortions are still offered in Canada, though many places not in the U.S. However, the majority of those abortions are done for genetic reasons, either because the fetus is very ill and will likely not survive the pregnancy, let alone birth, in which case it's a kindness to both the mother, the family, and mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the fetus to not let it continue to suffer or whether if there can be also maternal there can also be maternal complications which leave the mother's life in imminent risk right and it's too early to deliver And so you instead have an abortion so that the mother doesn't die, at least. This is true, yes. So, some of the things that can happen during pregnancy, since all these pro-life people seem to think that abortion is selfishness and that pregnancy is really not that big of a deal. Women can develop uh, catastrophically high blood pressure, which causes seizures, which can cause death and permanent brain damage. Right. Women can have strokes from that high blood pressure, which again can cause permanent brain damage.
0: Which is amazing how uh, um, like how we've made it this far. Well, <laughs> a how it is so not perfectly designed, and b you know how we made it. Uh, but I guess then it's women can develop these things. It's a it's a, a minority of pregnancies, right? Yeah, I mean.
1: certainly, and and certainly you know every pre- pregnancy is low risk until it isn't. Ah, yes. You know what I mean. So like until you develop a complication, most pregnancies are low risk. But Mm -hmm. bad things happen, you know, uh, uh, again, just another thing, uh, for example, is a multiple pregnancy. You know, uh, some people are saying uh, will say, you know, I cannot physically have two children because I have the medical complication, or um, you know, they have a very, they have a very fragile uterus, or you know, and so what they'll do, rather than risking both fetuses dying and the mother, um, is that they'll they'll abort one for everybody's safety because it is very risky to have a, a multiple gestation, and most uh, people end up going for a C-section, which is not always possible. Anyway,
2: sorry, so I got off on a to, tangent there. So back to Ray Comfort. <clears throat> Bammy hits us with aborted fetus, and then he brings in his equation. He's equating the Holocaust to abortions mm-hmm. in right. North America. Yeah, I mean, that That's that. I think is... It's, its the North American Holocaust.
0: The here North American Holocaust, him. and then the death figure is 53 million and change since Roe v. Yeah. Wade. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that's that's more the thesis. There's at least probably 10 minutes or so of the some sort of moral bargaining where it, it you know, if you were sitting on a bulldozer uh and an SS guard wants you to push a mound of dirt onto still live holocaust victims, thus killing them or, or else he will shoot you. Would you? And I mean, to me, this is a—it's—it's a fifty-fifty a split. Like I mean, and and most people said, you know, some, well, some people said no. Some people said, yeah, I probably would because because they're going to shoot from me. Self-pre- yeah, preservation. self-preservation. Self-preservation
2: is, is, is a pretty else, darn
0: so. strong instinct. And That's I mean, right. I'm not sure what it's. I think it's a non-question when it comes down to morality. You're I not mean, morally obligated to do either. Right, I, I guess, yeah. And we, we kind of had that discussion this morning. This but, morning, yes, yeah. you did. I mean, if... Um, you certainly in the, In theory, I cannot fight the Nazis if I am dead. Um, yes. so yeah. So if I live... If I could live on to fight in another way on another day, mm-hmm. at least there is a possibility of me maximizing potential good, which in this case, in this particular scenario I'm phrasing is combating the Third Reich. Um, right. His other moral question is: Would you kill Hitler? Um, and he never
1: really got around to a point for that.
0: Time machine. You had like a high-powered rifle, and you could shoot Hitler. You have a, ma- a high-powered rifle. Would you? Would you kill Hitler? Kill or, him before
1: well, he. Yeah. In 1939, would you kill Hitler?
2: And then right, they yeah. went. Oh, if you had a time machine, would you go and kill Hitler's mom before he was born? Right. While and, she and was, and was he, pregnant mom with him. Well, she was pregnant with him. And I mean, they had. He had one person that had actually been in Europe. ...during this period, and he said, of course, well, w- I would kill him, I would kill his family, I would kill everybody associated with him instantaneously, and of course he feels that way.
1: Yeah, because of he'd course. lost his mother, his father, and, then and it, multiple members of his this, family. This
2: man goes and uh, he says, I lost, yeah, he lost his mother, his father, his aunt, his uncles, his grandparents... ...to this, to this holocaust... And here, Ray Comfort is showing victims, which could very well be this guy's family. Well, Willy nilly, who cares? Him. He wasn't showing no, it to
1: him. No, he wasn't him, showing it to him, but, him,
2: but this guy's going to see this film. And you know what? So, he might actually recognize some of those bodies. And you know what that's going to do to him? Like, come on, Ray. You, you incredulous bastard. What are you doing? Well, I mean, what you are know. you doing? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's sort of what it comes down to. What was even the point of that? Yeah,
2: <laughs> you know, you, you, you <coughs> try, strive, go through your life striving to to be a good Christian and to show everybody how good it is to follow Jesus, and then you pull like this. And it really grinds my gears. Really truly it does. And that's my end of my rant
0: your end of your yeah rant. And, and that's a that's a very good rant yeah yeah, yeah. and I mean uh, to at least try and put some levity in this this uh, reminds me of a, uh, a comedian I was watching on uh, HBO or some or something or not he's like so so if you if you have a time machine I'm kind of thinking of this you're pretty much obliged to go back and kill Hitler I mean it's the first <laughs> it's the first thing that you yeah. do you know which
2: is a great Doctor Who episode called let's kill Hitler.
0: <laughs> and, anyways, Although the guy continues like and it, he's like, but I'm kind of a pacifist, though. You know, even though it's Hitler, I still don't think I could actually pull the trigger. I'd probably go back a little farther and be like, hey, man, that's some pretty nice art. You ought to keep that up. And, <laughs> yeah. And, Which I, I think Ver- think it's, it's, Yeah, yeah, yeah there's the true. punchline.
2: Yeah. Uh, Hitler was a failed art student. We should just before. give him some marijuana and turn him into a hippie that loves peace and love. Yeah, and, and you know, start the movement before the '60s. So let's sweet. let's Mary bring Jane it going. Would,
0: would probably uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Then those mustaches would be in style right now. You know.
0: You never know. Poor Charlie, Chap- Char- poor Charlie Chaplin.
2: Yeah. Char. Poor Charlie Chaplin.
1: Any case. Okay, so, so where were, point, were we? With- so okay, we were talking about how his lead into the abortion. Thing was that he did this moral thought experiment. Which Let's is try totally gymnastics. Gym, Gymnastics—that's a better way of putting sure. it. Where he is trying to get people to say whether they would, you know, if they were forced to do so, kill the Jews, and if they would kill Hitler, and you know, how do they feel about the sanctity of life? And then goes, "Well, abortion is genocide. So when is it okay to kill a baby?" Mm-hmm. And then everyone's just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Because up to this point, there has been zero indication that this film is about abortion, and then he flashes the
0: yeah the fetus. It, it all goes downhill once we see our uh, the fetus flash. Oh yeah, and then it's just he gut shows gut a punch, few of them. Punch, I gut, punch, gut, punch of I mean ambiguous moral quackery and like oh ridiculous bull.
1: He does also does this in the same way as the previous one, although he seems to be just talking to random people on the street. Two of them are dressed as living statues. So he's going up to these random people on the street and is first talking about the Holocaust, and then all of a sudden is talking about abortion. And the vast majority of people are kind of looking at him with blank stares and, like, stumbling over their words because, not because they are uninformed people who, you know, are just idiots and think abortion is a good thing because the state tells them to, yeah. but because, holy crap, who starts talking about Goes up to a random stranger, asks them about the Holocaust, and then starts slamming them for being pro-life, or and, pro-choice, rather.
2: And, and and a couple of the comments were, I've never actually heard them in the same conversation before, these two, these yeah. two instances, you know, abortion and Holocaust. And of course you haven't, because people have a moral fiber not to make that...
1: Yeah, well, if you've ever you been know, to any of the on-campus... Ugh. Um, pro-life visual displays. I know annually they have one at U of C, although I think maybe last, University of Calgary that is, I think maybe last year they weren't going to allow it. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think Um, they banned them. Where From being in the main area, they
1: would compare abortion to the Holocaust and to lynching, and accompanying these pictures, uh, including the graphic pictures of the products of late-term abortions, never early abortions. Conveniently, who
0: gives though. these people these pictures?
1: Um, probably people who work in abortion clinics. Who are well, there were
0: grown. there were door knockers placed on homes in Harper's Riding. Earlier this year, I I was living here at the time. So yeah, yeah. So for those of us who don't already know, uh, when Rochelle, Rob, and I get together, we we're recording from Calgary. That's um, right. In we all used to live in Winnipeg. We no longer do.
2: That's right. And Stephen Harper's riding. Stephen Harper, Prime Minister of Canada's riding is in Calgary.
0: Yes, it is. And there was uh, on my way, uh, not my way to work, but um, a, a way that i routinely go there. There was a uh, a graphic. Uh, Like, full-size, semi-trailer, side-of-a-semi-trailer fetus ad. It didn't last for very long, but boy, was it ever distracting trying to drive. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, when I first saw it, I'm like, what the... Yeah, so that'll happen in in Alberta.
1: Yeah, well, and and then it's paired with, um, in these particular campus displays that they do, with with pictures of lynchings. Like, the whole point of it is to create this visceral reaction, like... You could do a similar campaign saying we should ban heart surgery and have disgusting pictures of how violent and awful and disgusting and just unpleasant heart surgery is and how people die having heart surgery and it's just the worst they drain your blood from you and put it into a machine yeah and you could just go on and on and on about all the horrible things that well really any medical procedure have associated with them Mm. and get people to react viscerally to it and go oh that's disgusting but you're still not making any sort of point about it
2: well, other than
1: he, this is gross. And
2: he's trying to convince people who uh, already are, believe. are well, who are uneducated in that topic about uh, actually again in all the topics that he's talking about because they <laughs> he obviously picked people as we discussed earlier that they had no idea who Hitler was. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, so he's and then he's getting them to to admit that that's wrong and then admit that they're going to vote differently. The next time, which
1: confuses me, actually, what does that mean? Like they don't vote on abortion in
0: the states
2: no, but he he wants he wants them to vote politicians in who are anti abortion
0: so oh. yeah, then it just turns into a therefore it gets any sort of motion Republican to legalize friggin yeah, you know,
2: yeah, tea party type stuff yeah. yeah, but you know it's the states. Yeah. But. I mean,
1: certainly, personally, I've never found the pro-life argument particularly compelling. In particular, the pro-life argument that says abortion is never in any circumstances justifiable, since there are major chromosomal abnormalities, which means the fetus will not survive. You know, it, it's completely non-viable, and yet they're saying an abortion is wrong. The The mother should be forced to um, well, could give be. birth to a still baby or a baby who died shortly after birth mm. rather than have an abortion. You know what I mean? Like it that I've never found to be a compelling argument because or I she don't should see, die. I don't see that well
2: to save the baby. Or
1: that she yeah, that she should die to save the baby. I don't understand. Or that she
2: should die.
1: Why that's a moral good. And the chance good. the
2: baby die too.
1: Yeah, like I don't
2: it should be naturally aborted.
1: Yeah, Because like, you
2: don't hear them complaining about the massive Massive amount of naturally aborted fetuses.
1: Well, politely
0: called miscarriages, yeah. right? Yeah. And politely, yes. politely called, called miscarriages. miscarriages.
1: And it, yes, about half of all pregnancies end in a natural miscarriage.
0: Perfect design.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I don't understand how people can find that compelling. Because to me it's sort of like, okay, this is God's plan for you to suffer and for your fetus to suffer and you should just accept that. We don't accept that for any other kind of medical condition. Mm-hmm. We can't like. I don't think Ray Comfort would ever argue, uh, and anyone but the most extreme of religions, would argue that if you have cancer, that's God will and you should suffer and not receive any treatment, including pain management.
0: Well, it depends on your brand of Catholicism. I mean, Mother Teresa led a home for the dying, and you've yeah. got people who what is it, the, is it the Church of Science, or... Uh,
1: the, the Christian scientists who Christian faith scientists, yeah who, yeah,
0: who reject the medical, yeah. you know, yeah, procedures I, and so forth. I certainly
1: acknowledge, but I don't think that's what Ray Comfort is advocating
0: here. No. But he's no,
1: saying that it is never acceptable, ever, to have a fetus in any circumstances, and that... Having an abortion is about punishing a baby for the sins of its father.
2: And that mothers Which, who have abortions are equivalent to the Nazis.
1: Yes.
0: Mm, Yeah, that was a pretty...
1: Which is kind of ridiculous, considering if you're having...
0: Kind of, it is ridiculous.
1: Okay, yes. (laughs) Forgive my figure of speech. Um, Considering that if you're having abortion to save your life, and whatever that means, that doesn't mean your life is necessarily medically threatened, but could be significantly threatened in other ways. Uh, Right. Like, that puts you more in the position of the persecuted, not the persecutor. The person whos has a gun to their head being forced to choose, do you bury these people now, or do you let them and let them die slowly or do you kill them quickly to me that's that's a morally ambiguous question where you say well it i is, don't know well, the answer
0: i mean there is there there is like a, a passive thing like i mean it would be quantifiably i think it's it's that it, the weird quirk of psychology where a death is tragic, a massacre is a statistic or something, or mm-hmm. the death of one is a tragedy, right. the death of millions is, is a statistic. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you were to, in one action, without... Because presumably you can't see the, bu- the the people you're pushing the dirt over mm-hmm. while you're in the seat of the bulldozer. Oh, by the way, hilarious, hilarious part. Okay, not hilarious, not funny, haha, but... Ridiculous haha while talking about the moral argument for the pushing of the bulldozer over the right cost victims. Yeah, the camera zooms yeah, into a bulldozer, those are
2: behind the people he's in, talking to. In the to.
0: background, it's like, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, you're, you're just like, oh no, the bulldozer is the there. Yeah, evil bulldozer in the background. I mean, I would say on a I guess on a um, would it be would it be subjective or objective I don't know for me, I guess it's it it is quantifiable that single handedly putting a bullet in one after another, after another after another after another would be quite taxing um and I mean like uh, yeah. it would be difficult like far yeah. easier to in the bulldozer yeah. scenario, and in fact the actual um it, all the actual killing squads yeah. found the exact same problem. They they that's why the gas chambers were invented.
2: That's right. I mean, it's so e- it's so much easier to not see your target when you're killing Absolutely, them. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, as we go further and further in our in our ages of warfare, we're getting weapons that w- basically we don't even have to know that they're even existing. We just have to have a coordinate, yeah. and we can blow up Roll a whole good. block.
1: You, you, humans innately have this sense have, of a difference between a passive. action Action and an active action. That's right. Where it's the difference between I am doing an action which indirectly will kill people versus I am actively killing this person, seems like an important moral distinction. Mm -hmm. And certainly putting a bullet to person after person after person's head, rather than shoving people into a room which then has it filled with gas.
2: And you close the door, you don't have to see anything, you just go and clean up afterwards, or have somebody else do it. it, Mm -hmm. It
1: certainly makes it far more morally... Acceptable. I won't say permissible because it's certainly not by any means, but uh, it, it makes it yeah. easier to do psychologically.
0: Yes, I suppose. Like that's, even that's what I'm getting. at. Even Himmler, one of the architects of the Final Solution, as it as it was termed Ugh. by them, uh, was when he visited the killing fields on the Eastern Front. He was like, "Go, oh, well, we gotta fix this." Like he couldn't handle. He couldn't stomach it himself.
2: No, he couldn't. No, he the, couldn't.
0: the single bullet solution so
2: to -hmm. speak so yeah this wasn't working for him wow anyways and and so here we are you know 2013 talking about the holocaust with ray comfort equating it to abortion yeah Yeah.
1: and and one of the things he ignores the most and which often gets ignored in the pro-life argument is like the woman because it's all—it's never about her. It's, no, he doesn't even mention. He, he a doesn't woman. even mention her. He says, "When is it permissible to kill a fetus?" Yeah. He never <sighs> says when or a baby.
2: Sorry. And then he starts asking women he's interviewing, "Have you had an abortion?" What? That's none of your damn business. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and, okay, and actually,
1: sorry. yeah, it's. <laughs>
2: and of course, one of the people, yeah, I've had an abortion, and then she's put into this light that she is evil.
0: Yeah, that's got to be uh, healthy for her, right? Yeah, absolutely. Saddling her with like...
1: Yeah, and he actually asked her if she felt bad about it, and she said no. So one of the other tactics that they often use is like, you shouldn't have an abortion because your rate of suicide is higher, and your rate of depression, and your rate of regretting it are higher, or something along those lines. Um, you shouldn't have an abortion because it will destroy you psychologically, which has been demonstrated time and time again with, with scientific study to not be true. Right. And then they condemn you for the exact opposite. If you're okay after having an abortion and are, you know, relieved and feel like you've made the right decision and aren't feeling sufficiently guilty about it, then you're a monster. And so you should... It's sort of like they're saying you have to suffer. No matter what you choose, you should suffer for it.
2: Very subtly, I found that he he, actually, he didn't actually mention anything about physicians who, who do abortions, but it was very subtle uh, and that he, he sort of referred to them as as the Hitler, as the actual guy controlling controlling the Holocaust. And I, I don't know if any of you caught that, but um, I found it to be just a really sort of subliminal message. And that that in itself is extremely dangerous for these physicians who are performing these uh, abortions for for women, and and of course we know that they get attacked, and their their s- businesses uh, set on fire, and some of them are even killed for saving lives.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's an interesting um, Canadian book written on that subject uh, called "They Shoot Doctors, Don't They?" Mm-hmm. and and discusses the what physicians who are pro- abortion providers in Canada uh, went through and go through. So.
2: Suffice to say, this movie, I hated it, and I was done after the first 15 minutes, and there was 15 more minutes to go, or 16 more minutes to go.
0: With all due respect, you were done after the first 90 seconds. But yeah. I kind of dragged you two k- through it kicking and screaming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we were both kind of ready to be done. And then after all that, after it assaults a bunch of random people on the street and tells them that they are monsters because they wouldn't kill Jews, but they're totally okay with someone to choose to kill babies.
2: How does he close his film off?
0: Oh yeah, have you ever lied?
2: Have you ever have lied? You ever have, have you ever, you ever cheated?
0: Have you ever looked at a
1: woman with lust in your heart?
0: Yeah. Well my heart pumps blood. Uh, <sighs> all my lust is in my brain. Oh
2: my goodness. And, and so then pumps. he spends uh, 10 minutes doing that and proving that hey you're an evil sinner and here's a bible and go save yourself. Which I mean
0: is is Thanks, kind of funny. Ray. He's like, "Oh, and that's only four of the commandments." Well, that's because those are the only four that even Hint at any kind of moral or ethical statement.
2: Thou shall not kill is the only one that he leaves out that would that would right, be a moral or ethical statement. <laughs> yeah.
1: When was the last time you killed someone?
2: I'm actually surprised uh, he didn't bring crazy. this bring that in because of the abortion well, debate. Well, and, and I think that's
1: how he led into it. Anyway.
2: And <laughs> film end scene yeah. done.
1: Yeah. It. I'm gonna be true totally honest here after we he started into this whole routine again we just kind of skimmed through it yeah um,
0: seen it been there done that yeah
1: or like we don't need to sit through another 10 minutes of this tedious crap and then I believe he finished off with some more of the neo-nazi just because yeah just because hey, just, just this, had this is, enough is what
0: neo-nazi we'll let's put some put more nails in
2: there yeah uh, and, and you know and then of course credits go up and what does he have commercials for the creation museum. Oh, yeah, those we watch. Whatever. Of course, you watch those. And then you can join our ministry and you can stand in the soapbox in your town. Please
1: order our our videos. Yeah, order our videos and spend lots
2: of money. Free on YouTube. This is how Ray Comfort can afford to do what he does because you give him money. And so on and so on. The end. Mm -hmm. So I, 180,
1: two thumbs down. One, one thumb down um, for being wrong and one thumb down for being bad at being wrong. I'm
0: actually, I'm, I'm past thumbs. I'm going to give it a... And a oh. <laughs> dry heave. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I am going to give it 18 exasperated
0: sighs. Oh, now we're just going off of...
2: Well, now I'm going into like face palms with your hand full of poo... And then maybe some like spikes in there or something to make yeah. it uncomfortable. Yeah. And So you get sepsis and Ooh, yeah,
0: sepsis. maybe Rob wins.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, okay, Ray Comfort, if you're listening to this,
2: please, Ray, please stop.
1: Please just stop. Okay. Please stop. <laughs> It's, and, it's not that I have a problem with you making documentaries. Or arguments. Suppose, or, or your arguments. Like, you're allowed to make your arguments. Just stop accosting people on the street and expecting them to have coherent arguments against your dumb arguments. Please.
0: Oh, I guess and, that's, I guess that's and
1: using that right? as proof that your arguments are correct.
0: And just doing... I'd like to be a bit more jerky. Sincerely, Ray Comfort. F*** you, you f***ing asshole. Go f*** yourself up your stupid f- Sincerely, I mean, love Greg. <laughs> also, yeah.
1: P.S. from Rochelle, the Holocaust, fing serious.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything. I, I ranted earlier. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah just, Rob,
0: Rob you know, got it off his chest. We're, we're, we
1: have to kind of. Yeah, get it just. You
2: disingenuous well. pile of monkey s. Yeah. Shit.
1: yeah. That being said, I am totally open to reasonable, rational discussions about
2: um, Precisely. You know, abortion, and
1: Precisely. I'm always willing to engage.
2: Even evolution, people. too. And evolution, evolution versus creation, you know, what? I like talking about it, and, and I think I, I, I'm concreted in my, my position, but it's still an interesting topic to me, even after all these years of discussing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's always a new thing that they come up um, with, and always something we're just, you know... <laughs> So uh, it's good to have a good discussion, yeah. and but please stop being an ass. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I'm, only, I'm willing to have discussions about abortion, but only if they accept that we are not here to demonize women and that they are people who deserve respect. You know, you, if you say that you're pro-life and that you respect the sanctity of life, then you should also respect the woman's sanctity of life. You that know, is my base premise. And if we can go from there, then
2: I'm happy.
0: A lot of times, Ray If we has, can reduce the, you know, what is it? Reduce actual and potential harm, increase actual you know, and potential actual happiness, happiness. You know, there's there's your, the the root, the seed of your ethical tree. you so,
2: ready to go. Yeah. We just need to throw some fertilizer on it, right? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: All right. All right. Well, I think we're. I am all done. Ray Comforted
0: out. So uh, just one more time for good measure. F you, Ray Comfort.
2: Yay.
1: Uh, f-, f you for being a disingenuous bastard. Beggumumum
0: sh- Shining off from, from Calgary, uh, we have Robert Schindler. Hello, everybody. Rochelle McCullough.
1: Good night, everyone. And myself. Except for Ray Comfort.
2: It may not be night when they're listening Actually, to us. Actually. Good day, sir, and have yourself a merry, merry Christmas well, and a happy Halloween.
0: Ray, and I don't wish you any specific harm. distress or harm during your night, so you too can have a good night. Whatever. Yeah. Ray Comfort. We'll
2: give him a good night even though.
0: Um, ooh. And me, Uh. so So. finally signing off, uh, me, Greg Christensen. <laughs> good night, Greg. Good night. Good evening. This concludes our evening with friends from across the pond at Life, the Universe, and everything else. Good night, and God bless. Well, may- maybe not God bless, just have a good night.
1: You've been listening to Life, the Universe, and everything else. If you'd like to suggest a topic for the show, or if you have any questions or comments, send us an email at podcast at winnipegskeptics.com. If you like what we're doing and want to show your support, please leave us a review on iTunes, follow us on Twitter or Facebook at slash podcast, or share the show with a friend. Our music is produced by the very talented Ian Leon.